Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today in Watching Your Wealth, do you have enough money to retire? This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Tom Mignon is a financial advisor and managing partner of the Capital Management Group. He's here to tell us if we have enough money to finance a long retirement. Tom, first, we want to make sure we're not in debt as we're going into retirement, right? Definitely. Debt payments can uh, derail a good retirement uh, plan, so pay off your debts before you get into retirement. And the ideal is not to have a mortgage going into retirement, right? You know, you can make a financial argument for why you would carry a mortgage, but uh, there's always the real-life component of people's peace of mind, and I think it's... In a lot of people's mind, it's it's a lifetime goal to pay off their mortgage and, and really just know that their home belongs to them. So we find that even though you could justify maybe investing and making the spread and all that, uh, psychologically, I just think it's a good idea to have no debt uh, hanging over your head with your home. For sure. Now, this is the big question. How much money do we need for retirement? Well, it varies greatly based yeah. on our lifestyle, obviously. So as a rule of thumb... Um, you normally can anticipate drawing down three to four percent of the amount invested. So, for uh, you know, if someone had a million dollars saved, it might generate thirty to forty thousand dollars of inflation-proof income. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you add Social Security to that, and whatever pensions you may have, and, and that can sort of help you back into what you might need to have saved. In your experience, because I know you deal with a lot of retirees, do people tend to spend more or spend less than they're expecting in their retirement? Uh, usually more than they're expecting. Um, most people look into their retirement and they think all their expenses are going to go away because they won't have the commute, they won't right. have the dry cleaning bills and all Lunches those things out. that yeah, go with working. But uh, they forget to calculate uh, the cost of recreation, which is, I mean, if you think about your time off, what do you like to do? A lot of times people like to shop and they like to travel. Mm-hmm. They like to play golf. They like to recreate, have which fun, yeah. costs money. So um, we encourage people to build in a recreation budget and start thinking about what, how they're going to spend their time. As well, you want to factor in perhaps a rising cost of health care yeah. as you age. I would imagine that's a big one. Are you telling folks to expect it's going to cost you know two times or three times more health care than it is today? Or do you have any sort of calculus that you're looking at that way? Well, I mean, it depends on really what type of coverage they've had throughout their working life and yeah. how that compares to their post-retirement coverage. Um, I think where people get jammed up is really in the long-term care space, mm. not so much the medical bills. A lot of that will be covered by their health insurance or Medicare plus a supplement, and that can be protected against. Um, but it is important to make sure you have a good long-term care insurance program in place because the uncovered expenses of uh, maintenance and uh, activities of daily living are not covered, and they can be devastating. That can add up. Um, in terms of unexpected expenses in retirement, what should we be factoring for now before we retire? What have you seen people also get tripped on? The health care sounds like a big one. Uh, entertainment? I, I think travel's a big travel's one. A big uh, one too. Because you know, people have their bucket list and they start uh, 
crossing it off as they get started. Yeah. Um, we call it the kid in the candy store phase of retirement where you sort of want to do all the things that you couldn't do because you were working. Uh-huh. And before you know it, the first year or two goes by and you've spent a lot more than you anticipated. How practical have has it been for some of your clients to get that job in retirement? Some people, well, you know, maybe I don't have enough money, but I'll just keep working longer or I'll just supplement with a part-time job. Has that been practical for people? We've seen a lot of success in that area, honestly. Um, A lot of our clients have gone into consulting after working, and they have a lot of freedom. They're able to make some income. They keep themselves busy. They keep their minds occupied. They like engaging with younger people in the workforce so that they feel alive and and like they're part of society. So um, I think it's, you know, I know as an employer, uh, we welcome uh, some people from that generation. Right. They have a strong work ethic, and they're very conscientious employees normally. I'm sure. So if you're looking out at retirement in the coming years and you're saying, hey, I don't think I'm going to have enough money, what are some things people can do now to put themselves in a better position so they can look at their number and be like, okay, this is doable? I think most of financial success comes from discipline, and and discipline starts with paying yourself first, the old adage, pay yourself first. So any type of automatic and systematic savings that you can do, uh, start with the the 401k or 403b at work, having it taken- Catch-ups if you're older. Right. Take it out of the paycheck. This way, you don't even miss the money because we never seem to have that extra money to put away. It's like closet space. We mm. tend to grow into whatever's there, right? So if you pay yourself first and you budget a certain amount, you usually uh, can enforce a discipline. And also, it'll force you to spend a little bit less now, which will carry over into your retirement, hopefully. That's a great point. Are you telling people to have a budget for their retirement? For sure. I think you need to look at what you're spending now. Go through line item by line item and see what bills would not be there in retirement. Replace some of those expenses with some of the ones we discussed earlier with travel, health care, other recreation type expenses and, and build a realistic budget and figure out how much money you need in the checkbook, and then don't forget to factor in taxes. Let's talk about volatility, because there's been so much of it in the market, and some folks who may be thinking about retirement in the near term, they might be saying, whoa, I'm looking at my 401k these days. I'm not so sure what I should do. What are you telling folks? Well, look, it's it's very scary. I mean, and and people who retire, it's very helpful if they get a couple of good years under their belt. They sure. build a lot of confidence. So it's always hard if you're about to retire or you just retired to see this kind of volatility. So difficult. Right? But you have to think long term and know that the markets always have a way of writing themselves. However, it's important when you build your investment strategy to build a, a portfolio that's consistent because – When you're retired and you're taking money out, if you get those big hits to the portfolio, the recovery process takes a lot longer because you're selling shares into weakness to fund your retirement. So you really want to have some uh, steady sources of income, Uh, maybe consider a portion going into annuities or something that's guaranteed, diversify properly with the rest of your money and make sure that you have sort of an all-seasons portfolio. And then if it's soundly designed and professionally managed, then you just have to believe in it and not panic. That's really the key. Right. And if you are panicking and you're still staying up at night, go get some help. Talk to a financial advisor. Get uh, another opinion to help guide you through. Uh, This this has been such great info. Thank you so much for joining us, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And I'd love for you to stick around even more and take our financial version of the Prowse questionnaire. Are you game to do that? Sounds good. Hi, this is Kevin Sitzemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the 
the off-duty podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, cars, tech, watches, fashion, travel, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for financial advisor Tom Mignon to take our financial version of the Prowse. Tom, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Tom, what's the best financial advice you ever received? Well, my parents taught me early on that if I work hard, there's nothing I can't accomplish. And I think that's just been good, sound advice, and it's filtered into all aspects of my life. So I think you get out of life what you put into it. And if you work hard, you can accomplish anything. I like that advice. Worst financial advice. Worst financial advice was also from my father. Um, we were, uh, I, was a, I think I was a sophomore or junior in college, and I had some money aside for spring break. And a friend of his worked on Wall Street and had a uh, no-lose penny stock. Oh, no-lose. Uh, I'm sure yikes. we've all had our share of those. And I put my spring break money away, oh. and I, I still haven't seen it yet <laughs> returned to me. <laughs> still so waiting, still waiting. I don't uh, think I'm going to see that money anytime soon. It's good to learn, learn that lesson early, though, I suppose. Yes. Um, fill in the blank. Money can buy. Uh, money can buy freedom. Mm, for sure. Money can't buy. Money can't buy happiness, but if you're already happy, it makes you happier, I find. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. If you want a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? Well, um, you know, that varies by person. For me, I would probably invest it for my future, probably give some to charity, but... Um, you know, I'm sure there's a little room to do some of the things that you wanted to get done that you didn't have the extra cash for. Good along to have, the way. Yeah, good to have a little fun. Thanks so yeah. much for joining us, Tom. My pleasure. Have a good day. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening.